Welcome to The Daily Degenerate, the ultimate sports and entertainment podcast for your busy life. My name is Cohen Hughes, co-host and producer, and I'm joined by Los Angeles' very own Maddie Goldberg. We appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome everybody to episode number four of the Daily Degenerate Sports Podcast or just podcast. It's number four. It's a hot day. I'm here in sunny LA, 90 degrees, and I'm Skyping with the very, very handsome Cohen Hughes. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Michael Rappaport of Atlanta, Cohen Hughes. What, Maddie? I I don't understand. You're nothing like him. Nothing like him. That's, That's what I'm like saying. If like, I was, like if Michael Rappaport was like a redneck or something, that would be me. Yeah. Okay, but that's me being like, I am the Michael Jordan of L.A. or something. Or like, nah, well, well, do you think that you're the best at podcasting? No. Hell no. Yeah, okay, then you can't take the Michael Jordan thing. So what are you the best at? What is Michael Rappaport the best at? Talking shit and entertaining people. Okay, so all right, that's pretty heavy because – He's got a big time podcast. I mean, I like your moxie. I oh, like I'm a, I'm confidence. a, I'm a regular user of his podcast. It's, it's great. I yeah. love it. I mean, I like your confidence, but I don't know. It's a weird comparison. You guys are nothing alike. Well, if you ask me, um, the other only other person like in our in our league that I could compare to Michael Rappaport is like Gary Griner. Like he kind of reminds me of Rap a little bit. Why he does? He's, he's from, very... they're both from Jersey. You know, like. So they just talk real like bluntly and blatantly, you know, like it's like a yeah, but that's kind of the the, the northeast has that style of like keeping it real, yeah. And, and Gary, I always keep it with real with you, don't I? Of course, you do. But Gary's like a mild mannered guy, he has nothing in common with Michael Rappaport. Now, Gary, Michael Gary Rappaport will call you out. A, I've learned in this league, Gary Griner love, will call you no, out. No, you're wrong because I love Gary, and Gary's my friend, and Gary's my boy, but he just like Michael Rappaport. I find kind of annoying. I, I don't Why? like when he's like, like when he got in a fight with the barstool guys, he's like, yo, Dave Portnoy, come to my fucking house. I'll fight you. Me and my dad will fight you and your dad. And I it's love like, that. You know, it's not going to happen. It just, sound, it just sounds dumb. Like, I mean, you yeah, know, it sounds kind of dumb. That's why you love it. It's entertaining. It's funny. We like it. Like it just rubs you the wrong way. Just like it rubs me the right way. Like no homo. Okay. But. That's fine. Well, start, start, you know, if you want to, how about me? My dad's dead, but me and my mom will well, fight. Damn, why'd you have to bring that up like that, Maddie? Now you made me feel bad. Like, I didn't mean, well, I, I saying, never said anything just, about the dad, okay? I'm just saying the stupidity of, like, how about me and my mom fight you and your mom? That's how oh, We'd whoop y'all's ass. Exactly. So what's going on? We got a guest here. We got a very interesting guest you're with um in-house today in the studio the producer behind the glass the guest producer for today is uh harrison coburn he's the commissioner to put it lightly more like (laughs) running dictator slash omar Gaddafi of fantasy football um i I need to know more about harrison harrison speaking to the tell me what's going on introduce yourself give us a good little bit Hello, Degenerates. How are you? I'm Harrison. Maddie, how you doing today, buddy? It's good to see Great. you. Great. And now, where did you grow up? Uh, so, I grew up in Roswell, Georgia, which is, I guess, uh, 20 to 30, 35 minutes north of Atlanta. Atlanta. You, you know how the traffic goes, but uh, it's a little okay. suburb of Atlanta. 
and you're a Jew, which there's not probably not many Jews in uh, the South. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd be surprised. Um, Atlanta actually has, like, a decent little Jewish community. Uh, yeah. I actually went to, like, a Jewish day school growing up and stuff, so. Jeez. I do know a lot of the Jewish kids Jeez. around town, but. Uh, did you, did you got, go to, uh, did you go to, and now you go to Alabama. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, but yeah, you roll tide? I, I roll tide pretty hard. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Excited for this season. Will be my last yeah. in Tuscaloosa. So, so you're uh, graduating. Yeah, I am. And it's so funny because Cohen and Tanner both failed out. Losers. I, I never failed out, but I am a loser, yes. I'll go ahead and tell you that. I didn't fail yeah. out of Alabama, but I am a loser. So there you go. You're a bigger loser than Trent Richardson. Um. Yeah, probably. So what's going on? Okay, so that's cool, man. It's nice to meet you. Uh, you know, so Harrison was the commissioner of our fantasy league, and I'm sure he's going to be it this year. And Cohen, you were just you and Tanner were just such a dick to him. I oh yeah, didn't li- I didn't like you because well, dude, it's, it's forty all, bucks. All I have to get my was, money's worth. All you ever did was just give him trouble. Like it, uh, a fantasy league should just be easy. You put your fucking lineup in, the computer does all the work from there. Whoever wins wins, and that's it. But somehow. You're like, you give the guy trouble, man. Like, it's just like, how can how can this? I've never been in a fantasy league where anything was ever brought up. It was just like, okay, the commissioner just kind of took the money and then paid out, and every the computer did the rest of the work. But somehow you found all this shit to fucking torture this guy throughout the season. Well, you know how it goes when Tanner Holly is involved. You can ask any girl he's been with. I mean. Shit just gets complicated, you know? Uh, so when you have yeah, a guy a very who's... Guy. You know, I mean, I, I can point out four people he tried to collude and make trades with this year, a couple of which we found out about after the season. Yeah. Maddie, I, I, have, I may have to vet you a little bit and see what you think is a fair punishment because, uh, you know, I've kind of thought of some up, but nothing's official yet, you know? You know, I'd let it go. I think what we need as a fantasy league is just, you know, people that are more dedicated... I mean, one of the, the, the craziest things was a guy was dropping out, and right before he dropped out, he made like a blockbuster trade with Tanner that people found kind of sketchy. And I get it, but like I'd let everything go and be like, okay, Tanner, now that we have like a full league with, with like real players, you're going to see what you're made out of because you can't make crazy trades. Well, here's the thing about Tanner is he is a he has volunteered to take a year off from the league since it's been kind of proven that he's a cheating a bastard. A cheater. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, most people would kick people out of the league. I think we love I Tanner too in. much for that. But yeah, some, something's got to be done. I mean, I want him in because I want to beat him. Exactly. I mean, you know, I'm yeah. thinking for some of the guys like Gary and uh, Jeremy. You know. They, they had some foul play as well. You know, I don't think, like, a ban is in order, but, I mean, you know, maybe picking at the last pick of every round, they, something like that. They're they're they, slated, they have to be punished. They're slated you know? the last three or four picks in the draft all, just now, because now, did the I play, all, all I care about is myself. Did I play fair and square? You played you fair. Played Cohen fair. played fair. Cohen gave me a bunch of shit, but he played fair, and I'll respect see, hey, that. I'm a fair player. Least. Like, I'll, I'll win, lose, or draw, but, you know, I, like, I I'm here like for I didn't know Cohen back then, but I felt like something was bothering him in life that didn't have to do with fantasy, and he was taking out his pain on you. Like, he was having, like, girl trouble or life trouble, and instead of, like, dealing with it, he's like, oh, I'm going to fuck with the commissioner. 
Maddie, you, just... Maddie, you got to realize for guys like me and Harrison, fantasy football yeah. is like our religion. I know, but the thing is, too, is like you didn't even go after Tanner. You were like just going after no, Harrison. I've, I've been after Tanner plenty of times. And no, you I, like, ask him how big of a dick that I've been to him sometimes. And you were saying shit like, oh, is the guy going to pay me? You know, like Harrison's probably going to keep the money. All types of crazy shit like that. And I know Harrison. He's a nice fella. No, I know Harrison. I, I was messing he with Harrison just to, just to invoke a reaction. Why did you do that? Well, well, what most people don't know is that Harrison, I'm sorry, Harrison, to out you like this, but yeah. I have to stick up for myself right here. Harrison was ready to quit. In week he six, should. Tanner was giving him too much shit. He was like, dude, yeah. I'm done being commissioner. I'm, dis- I'm yeah. going on the ESPN app right now, and I'm about to disable the whole league. He should. And I talked Harrison off that terrible. off that ledge because well, I'm a good terrible. friend. In my you defense, deserve. this league was so crooked by the end that the entire season was null and void. So I just don't know how. We should all get our money back. Listen, yeah, I just Tanner, don't know how Tanner should Venmo us. I'm, Look, I'm I've never up. been in a I've never been in a fantasy football league where there's ever been controversy. I've been playing since you guys were in fucking diapers. I've been playing fantasy football. This is how we used to do it back then. Maddie's so old that he used to have to play fantasy football on paper. <laughs> You're right. This is what we did, Cohen. This is what we did. We would take the newspaper on Monday or Tuesday. You get all the stats. And then on a word processor, you would put in everybody's like players and give them their numbers and go through the stats. And then you would have like a 10-page booklet. And on the 11th page, you would give all the totals. And then on Tuesday, you would hand it out to all the players. And it was, like, really exciting at school. So I've been playing since probably, like, 91 or 92. I, I feel like, you know, back in my days, you used to walk five miles in snow. But that's what Uphill fantasy Uphill both fo- ways. That's how long I've been playing fantasy football. And you would think, like, the commissioner might be a little sketchy in that mind because he can, like, you know, he's going through the newspaper. He can kind of change stats or change a few points here and there. But that's how it went down. And there was still nobody ever bitched or moaned like you guys. Matt, have you ever watched I, the TV I, show The League? No, but I know it's all about that <laughs> Bro, shit. Bro, that, 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 the FX TV show, it was produced by FX. It, yeah. Um, the League. It, it is a perfect rendition of what we go through on a daily basis. Exactly. Dur- during like, NFL season and even during the offseason, like, these people live, breathe, and die. Like every action in their life is have you ever caused talked, by fantasy football. Have you ever talked to anybody who's older like me and played back in the day? Like had to actually play by like paper? No, I haven't. I, I'm not it's friends crazy. with old farts I, I, like you. I mean, I think about it. It's fucking nuts that we like Tuesday in school, you get the booklet and it'd be like 11 pages and it was like, did I win? You know, whatever. I mean, you could kind of do it by yourself through the newspaper, but it was a whole different game. It, now, now it's amazing that like you're watching. You know, like your your points are going up and down as the game goes. But like Tuesday was a big deal in school, tenth, eleventh, twelfth grade. Pretty crazy. Um, that's all fine and good. To be quite yeah. honest with you, I don't give a damn what you old bastards had to go through to play fantasy football. Well, I'm just, I'm just waxing. Should, you should have just, you should have just picked up some more hours at the factory, or you know, like whatever you're talking about. Like you should have just made more money, you know, like 
Instead of wasting your time, eight hours having to cut newspaper clippings out to calculate fantasy football points, like dude, if you were old, if you were old, you'd be doing the same thing, dude. Well, good thing I'm not because I just would not have played. And if Harrison was the, you know, the the commissioner back then, he would have got tortured by you guys. You guys would go through every goddamn point on him. Oh yeah, no, I would be, I would be if Harrison. Let's say that we we transported thirty years back in time. Yes, I would have been sitting by Harrison every week as he calculated the points with every newspaper that he has, just double checking his ass, just making sure I didn't get fucked on a point. Tanner would learn how to do math just to be able to keep score. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. (laughs) Tanner's gonna love this because whether you talk shit about him or not, as long as you're talking, any publicity is good publicity for him. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Maddie. So let's move on from our, our personal lives. I know that people that really don't want to hear about our shit. No, I think people love fantasy football. I think they'll enjoy that. Um, so you said that you like the movie segment that we did last week, the whole yeah. this year, movie's best, whatever. Sure. Um, I was thinking, what are your top five favorite sports movies? Okay, that's... Uh... There's three that come to my mind. Well, four that come to my mind. Well, I, asked, I asked for five, not four. I know, but four just come to my mind. And I'll give you I'll give you five or six or seven of honorable mention. Okay. Uh, top two is Slapshot, which you need to see. I know you don't like hockey, but it's so funny. It's just okay. a fucking fantastic, funny movie. Uh, incredibly funny. Great fighting. A lot of great sex jokes. It was a different time back then, let's just say. Um, it's about a hockey team that's folding and they make believe they're moving to Florida when they're really not. And it's just about like the tough life of minor league hockey. Um, I love another movie from 1980, I believe is North Dallas 40. That's based on the Dallas Cowboys starring Nick Nolte. It has a great appearance by John Matuzak, a Raiders legend who basically plays himself. A lot of NFL players are in the movie. It was extremely controversial when it came out because the NFL hated it. It was all about like shooting up, uh, taking drugs, sex parties, and it just really made Tom Landry look like a fucking robot. Like well, the coach, he probably was. Yeah. So it's basically about like the transition of like the players are nothing but like, you know, computers are just like they're not even real. They just if you just like follow the game plan and you execute, you should win, and. Nick Nolte's kind of like this rebel wide receiver who doesn't abide by that and kind of is a rebel. But he plays the game as well. It's a great movie. Um, it's a little outdated with, uh, with the technology of the football scenes, but it, you get the feeling of what it's like to be in the NFL. Then okay. Bull Durham. How do you like fant- Bull Durham? Love Bull Durham. Notice that most of these movies are minor league movies. I don't think so, I don't I don't think that Bull Durham is Kevin Costner's best sports movie. I don't either, actually. But yeah, it's, it's oh, damn better than Draft Day. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, everything day anything's better than Draft, draft day. day. is probably the worst sports movie ever made. Uh, draft Day was terrible. Field of Dreams is great. For the love of the game was so so. Bull Durham movie, is just man. fantastic. Bull whoa, Durham. Whoa, 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 is funny. whoa, 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 whoa! Did you just forget about Ten Cup? Oh yeah, well I never saw it. Wow. Yeah, I'm not. Golf is not really a sport to me, dog. Oh my. So like God. you're gonna I might have like, to kill you on this podcast. If you like Tin Cup, is it your favorite sports movie? Like I feel bad for you. It's my second favorite. Okay, Major League is 
is one of the greats. Like I, I love it, of course, absolutely. I've seen and that the movie second one. Yep, five million times. I can name you every line. I'm a big Harris fan. I mean, anything Harris said in that movie. Ed is, Harris. Yeah, that's when my goes, man right there. He goes, "Are you telling me Jesus can't hit a curveball?" I mean, what a line. And when he eats the drinks the rum, he goes, "Up your butt, Joe Boo." Joe Boo. Yeah. Yep, he puts snot on the ball. Yep. Just fantastic. Just jalapeno. He said he put jalapeno peppers on his in his nose before game time. That way he could yeah. he could have more snot to rub on the ball. Little Crisco. Yep. Um, he goes, "I don't have a million dollar arm like you, kid." <laughs> I'll throw Hoosiers in there. Okay, I I can vibe. Hoosiers is great. It's just a it's a very beautiful movie. Um, uh, Miracle is great. Yeah. I, I, I do like Disney's Miracle on Ice, yes. I, I felt like that was a movie they could really fuck up, but they didn't. And Kurt Russell should have probably been nominated for Academy Award. Like, he he really, uh, the word, what is the word? He 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 was he became Herb Brooks. He embodied. He fasc- yes, he, Herb Brooks was a, was, a, was a fascinating guy, and he really, really got into who Herb Brooks was and, like, you really felt the tension of the team and what he was trying to do. And all that is true. Like, just the tension of, like, everybody thought he was crazy with some of his methods. The team hated him. And he just, you know, he did the un- impossible. Which is probably the greatest sports moment of the 20th century is Miracle on Ice. You guys are a little too young to know about that shit. Well, I've seen the movie and I do know about it, so... Move I'm on. probably forgetting some movies, which sucks. Like, All there's right. probably one I'm like, well, you've named White four. Man Can't Jump is great. I love White Man your, Can't. Would you put it in your top five? Uh, honorable mention. Honorable mention? Okay. I'm trying What's to think of five. Other... Well, I just need a shitload of movies, so all these could be number five. All right, well, look, you re- you're, are you ready for, for Harrison's? Harrison's about to give you his. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably gonna go the Matty Goldberg way of doing this. I, I think I have like five. There's probably a couple more I'll throw in. Also, I'm thinking about super hard. Uh, Matty did take a couple of mine. Miracle. That's a great movie. Uh, Major League is probably my favorite movie growing up, and I think the sequel is almost, if not as good. I think they did You're, a really good job with Major League Two. I I disagree on that. The one, one afterwards was bad. What the about what what, what number three? Back to the Minors. Yeah, that I love that one. It was okay. I love that but, one. Uh, it, it was on the same level, but I I disagree with you. I think for love of the game, I know I'm crazy, but I think that's probably my favorite Costner baseball movie. I do love that they put John C. Riley as the catcher <laughs> in that movie. That that yeah. was just funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like John C. Riley could only pull off like being a a catcher. Yeah, no, he you couldn't know? be in no, the outfield. No I would. Uh, yeah, no, I I would not <laughs> believe him in the outfield. I could see him as a third baseman. Why? Are you know I see him as a relief pitcher, like who he's like Tyler Clippard, like he just comes in and gets fucking smashed. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler Clippard is good, dude. Dude, you're out of your fucking mind. Okay, okay, Maddie Harrison, what's your number four top movie? Uh, as far as basketball movies go, I think uh I really like Like Mike and Space Jam. Those were the two I really enjoyed when I was growing up. Uh, and as far as football goes, I think my favorite football movie is Any Given Sunday. I, I, do, I, I do love Any Given Sunday. That movie is just raw and hard-hitting and just, it's just rough around the edges. It's real. Yeah, it give, is. give North Dallas 40 a chance because that's much better than Any Given Sunday. 
All right. Well, um, I'll take you through my top five. Number five yeah. is uh, Blue Chips with your man Nick Nolte. Oh, yeah. It's Shaquille O'Neal. I love that movie so much. It's a really honest yep. look about what college basketball is like. Um, yep. Number four, another basketball movie, uh, Coach Carter. Um, there's always – Coach. you never heard of Coach Carter? Uh, go, tell me about it. I've heard of it, so, but I never saw it. Um, it's Samuel L. Jackson, right? Yes. Samuel know. L. Jackson is a coach at an inner-city high school. He's a local business owner, owns like a sporting goods store, becomes the coach of a local basketball high school, and um, he just turns their season around, really makes them good, makes them dress in suits on game days, you know, teaches them how to be men, you know, like – there's always a debate between, I'm not going to say me and my friends, but me and people who watch a lot of sports movies about who, yeah. who was the better coach. Um, Denzel Washington and Remember the Titans or um, Coach Carter. Or Coach Carter. I'll take Lou Brown any day. Lou Brown, remind me of what movie that was in? Major oh, Major, Major League. League. Yeah, yeah, nah. Dude, on, Lou, Lou, Lou wasn't a great, uh, a great manager though, dude. Like he was just old. Like they should have made Dorn manager. Dorn knew those guys uh, better no than anybody way. else. No uh, way, dude. Lou Brown, you run like maze, but you hit like Dorn, shit. Dorn reminds me of Chipper. Well, it ended up being the catcher. What's the catcher? Taylor. Yeah, Jake no, Taylor. the guy, the guy Taylor. after Taylor, the young guy, um, the redneck guy. Well, he was the interim when Paul Brown was in the. Uh, Lou Brown was in yeah, the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Is what it was, right? Hey, yeah, no, hey, there. no, I'm Team Jake Taylor. All right, so number three is, uh, of course, Major Leagues one, two, and three. The whole group of them. Uh, Major League three, back to the minors, was a very, very good look of how wacky the world of minor league baseball is. And yep. I love how they had some dork guy um, named Doc that threw 70 miles an hour, but had nasty stuff. You know, like I love how they sure. deliver people to the mound on golf carts and the. B, the mascot, the B, drove around the golf cart. I'll have to see that. I mean, number number three is is it's it's nowhere near the cinematic masterpiece that Major Leagues one and two is. I'll say that, but I will say that minor league or Major League three, back to the minors, is awesome. Jesus. All right, so number two, um, Tin Cup. Kevin Costner is incredible in Tin Cup. It's a very honest look to how at least my golf game goes, and how I. You know, like see things as a golfer. It's a good look into the South. It's a uh, very funny movie, very insightful movie about love. I I really do enjoy Ten Cup, and uh, it, like like if you'd like golf at all and haven't seen Ten Cup, it's ten times better than Caddyshack, ten times better than Happy Gilmore, ten times better than every other golf movie. Oh, I forgot seen. about Happy Gilmore. I love that movie. And then but I don't uh, consider golf a sport. But it is. So, number one, my very favorite sports movie ever is Friday Night Lights, the movie about high school football in Texas. If you haven't seen that movie, I, I, yes. I really recommend. I, like, I, I know I, I shouldn't say this, but I, I recommend that you turn this podcast off right now. Pause. Take a screenshot so you can see where your progress was. And then I want you to go on whatever movie site, iTunes, whatever, and find Friday Night Lights, the movie, not the TV show, but the movie. And play you know, it. I forgot. I forgot about that movie. It's it's fantastic. Um, great, it's great. It is, it is the, the best shot sports movie in terms of director, cinematics of all time. You know, the director of that, I don't mean to name drop, Peter Berg, was very good friends of my sister, and the guy who wrote the book, she got hired to write a movie about the next book you wrote, but it wasn't about sports. It was just a. It was a. 
about a town where everybody's parents are in the military in Colorado. So she has a lot of connections to Peter Berg. She even uh, was offered to write the Jenna Jameson book that was going to be directed by him, but it fell through because Jenna Jameson's a nut. But uh, it's a pretty cool connection, and you know, Friday Night Lights that is, is fantastic. That, that is very cool. I love that movie. He did a great job on that movie. Yeah. He shot it so it's well. It's a true story, and you really get the feel of like, you know, that unfortunately for these kids, like, they're, they're, the pressure is bigger than the NFL and, you know, and the MLB for, you know. Don't get carried away, but I see what you're saying. No, I mean, it is. You, you, your, your whole community is depending on you to win, and it's like you're a 17-year-old kid. It's intense. Matty, uh, you realize that, that Atlanta now has the, the name of the city of eternal suffering because of what happened yeah. to the Falcons in the Super Bowl, because of what happened to Georgia in Mercedes-Benz yeah. Superdome. Sure. That high school football is nowhere near as important as NFL, no matter what. Well, that's, you that's Atlanta. This is Texas. I have, a, I have a buddy who lives out here. He's from Houston, and I'm like, he only really follows college and high school football. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because, I, I, you know, I grew up like it was Giants, Jets, Patriots where I grew up. You know, nobody cared about high school football. But if you grew up in Texas, it is the big time. Um, it really is. Florida, too. I, to I don't mean to be biased, my man, but – if, if I were to tell you that Georgia was in the same conversation of Texas and Florida in terms of producing high school yeah, football hype and talent and college athletes, I tend to disagree, my man. Like I, I saw what? a thing on Facebook the other day. It was the um, – They're close, but they're not the, there. The, the max preps top 30 schools in, in the country, and Georgia had seven or eight representatives on there, that, same as fine. Texas. And you know, like, I mean, come you're on. Not getting, you're not getting my point. The point is the pressure in these communities is immense. That's what I'm getting. Maybe in Georgia, they're like, okay, these kids are really talented, but they're high school kids. The point is in Texas. They're on crack. And, and Texas, watch, watch the movie, The U. Watch the documentary, The U. They're throwing, people are throwing like three grand on these high school kids. Like they're, th they're betting big money on these high school kids. It's a big deal. And that's what the movie showed. You know, it's like your whole community is depending on you, which is pretty sad <laughs> to me. I was about to say, like, I can, it's I can ridiculous. see that in the fact that that I know it exists. That the, the the way that you said there's more pressure. Um, I thought about it for a second, and I can think yeah. like, yeah, maybe there is more pressure just in one aspect of you're not getting pressure in the NFL from your close community family members and the people who live there, but. Every motherfucker that lives in Albaline, Texas, of course, is is, is invested at the, in, in, in at the game, and they went to that high school, and they're talking to you in the street whenever you walk down to Burger King sure. to grab a fucking bag of chicken nuggets. Like they're 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 telling you, hey, good luck this Friday. Like you better or go off, had, or else we're gonna lose. If you had a good game, they're gonna buy you that fucking chicken nuggets at Burger King. Like you're gonna get a free Whopper if you had a hell of a game. If you had a shitty game, they might spin your food. They might jizz in your food for all matters. If you can jizz, so what's the average time that Burger King takes to like make an order? Like two or three minutes, two minutes. probably. Yeah, if but you, you can you, jizz you, in two minutes, just on demand in a work uniform. Come see me. Write me. Yeah, write write this it. write this inbox. Me and you are going touring around the country to 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 show you off like Ripley's Believe It or Not. Like I'm gonna walk up and tell every rich guy I know, hey, this guy can jizz in two minutes, no matter what. 
It's about jizzing in a cup and then saving it and then, oh, blah, blah. Oh, so-and-so is here. Oh, he's the guy that threw the interception. Well, he's going to get a little extra special sauce on that Whopper. You're demented, Matty Goldberg. Do you know that? That thought had never I'm, crossed I'm my mind. I'm keeping it real and keeping it funny. All right. Um, other, than, other than Friday Night Lights, just a few movies that I wanted to bring up were um, Cool Runnings, Dodgeball, Ooh. Um, Invincible. Talladega Nights. Talladega see, Nights. See, some of these movies are not really – like, is Dodgeball a sports movie? Is Dodgeball a sport? I guess. It's okay, more of a, there's your answer. Uh, it's more of you take edibles and you throw red, red balls at each other. That, if that's a sport, you, you smoke a J with your buddies and throw balls at each other. I, I don't guess. I don't think Steve the Pirate in Dodgeball was smoking blunts before his, his match against the Globo Gym Purple Cobras. Yeah, he was on meth. Yeah. Um, other than that, we got like um, The Legend of Bagger Vance, another great golf movie with Will Smith, if you've never seen it. And also um, Matt Damon, is that correct? Yeah. Um, yep. We Are Marshall. Rookie, uh, Glory Road, um, Caddyshack. Glory, did, you say, did you say Glory Hole? Glory Road, not Glory Hole. See, I know you've see, seen that. I know, I know you've seen Glory Hole every night for the past six months in your Pornhub search history, but no, see, Glory Caddyshack Road. Caddyshack is a great movie, but I don't consider it really a sports movie. Why? It's more of a comedy? The whole thing revolves yeah, around it's golf. so ridiculous. No, I would but say it's, it's a, a sports movie. movie. I just love You'll get nothing and like it. Who's your favorite character in that in that movie? Chevy Chase or the kid? Now I'm gonna go with Ronnie Dangerfield. Who? Uh, I don't know the old actors. Who is that? Describe Ronnie that Dan- character. Ryan Dangerfield was the guy with like the the plaid suits. that was like, "How you doing?" Hey, oh yeah, dude. He was the guy with the the golf bag yeah. that had a TV, uh, a beer tap, a phone, he, and every uh, other th- shit else in it. Yeah. You're so young, you don't even know who Ronnie Dangerfield is. So sad. Well, I know yeah, who he is, but I just I, I don't know him as his name. I know him as the Caddyshack guy. In the '80s and the early '90s, he had, he actually had one of the worst sports movies ever called Ladybugs, where his son, his stepson, pl- uh, dressed up a girl as a girl and played in high school soccer as a girl. It was a bad movie. Terrible. Okay. Um. So enough movie talk. Yeah. Um. Let's get into some baseball news. Anything that's been catching your eye lately? Well, we should talk about the Yankees getting Zach Britton and the Red Sox getting Nathan Evaldi. Isn't it weird for AL AL East rivals to make trades within a division like that? No, I, I think because it's an economics thing that it's so lopsided. you know they yeah, don't no, really it care. wasn't much of an they, economics they, thing. Um, it, it, I, the, the way the Orioles now and the Rays are, they don't even feel like they're on the same wavelength as the Red Sox and the Yankees. It's like the Red Sox and the Yankees are playing in a in a tax bracket that's super high and they're super low, so they don't even really care. They're just like, we're not going anywhere. Let's get rid of some players. And it's sad because the Rays could really develop a killer pitching staff. Yeah, you got Blake, Blake Snell. Amazing. You got Nathan Valdi, who's been really good. You got Chris Archer. Overrated. There's another guy named Stamick who's been pretty good. I mean, those are four really good starters, and it's like, hey, we can build something again, but you know, economics is is like, no, you know, I, I I'm a little worried about Nathan Evaldi just in the case that like he's been on the Yankees, he's been on the Dodgers, and sometimes you go and you play in a place with no pressure and you do really good, but it's not real, you know, because. 
like the Red Sox got Drew Pomeranz, and he was really good on the Padres. And then he came to the Red Sox. He's been a mess. Sometimes when you go to the big teams, the pressure gets to you. Um, so how do you like the fact that your man Manny Machado is in L.A.? We talked a little bit last podcast about how he's doing pretty good in his first two games. Yeah, he um, slowed down. But, uh, I mean, this is a, you know, he's obviously probably pressing a little in the sense that he wants to, like, do something big right away. But I think he's going to get really hot. And uh, the Dodgers are in. Are you going to see the game tonight? Um, to be honest with you, it's about – Five o'clock Eastern Standard Time. The game's at seven thirty. Yeah, I'm I'm still up in the air. I have a ticket if I want to go, but if I don't, no pressure. So I'm still deciding. Go see the Dodgers. They're a fun team. Yeah, but there'll be. I'm going. I'm going Friday night too. So are you a are you a uh, a Braves fan there, uh, Harrison? Yeah, I'm a big time Braves fan. I'm actually going to use this moment to plug my website. I actually I write about the Braves. Uh, okay. So uh, my site's sportstalkatl.com, but yeah, I'm like, Sport- I'm a- go ahead. Say that again. It's sportstalkatl.com, and we do okay, cool. we do news on all the Atlanta teams. I'm a yeah. big Hawks fan, also. I'm actually not a Falcons fan, but uh, I do do write the occasional Falcons article. Uh, I'm a Ravens sure. fan personally, but That's yeah, weird. Uh, the Braves. How did you, you become a Ravens fan? Well, how it happened with me is my dad's from Baltimore, so I came up an Orioles and Ravens fan. Yeah. Uh, pretty big. And I don't sure. know, me, my dad and I, we just went to so many games, Braves games growing up. By the time I was like six or seven, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like an Orioles fan. But like I was really like a Braves fan at that point. So like gotcha. I, still root, I still root for the Orioles. I don't go out of my way to watch them. What about the like, Falcons? I just – my dad was just like never a Falcons guy. I didn't go to my yeah. first Falcons game until I was a senior in high school, and they weren't that good that year. But like, yep. they were playing the Saints, who are their biggest rival, and people were just like sitting down. The atmosphere was just lame. Uh, I don't What's know that, was, Colin. He, he, he's, he, he's saying that the atmosphere sucked. But uh, Colin, does know, that make you sad? He he stepped away for a second. But uh, where do you, where do you go to take a dump? I have no idea. But uh, I I do really like the Hawks. I didn't really have an NBA team from Baltimore, yeah. so I, that's how sure. I kind of adopted the Hawks and the Thrashers, who no longer exist. Do you uh, go back to Baltimore a lot? I used to. Uh, my grandparents, we moved them down here back when I was yeah. like in early high school and put them sure. in the old folks' home, and unfortunately yeah. they're in a better place now. So I don't really have so much of a reason to go to that area anymore. But you still like the Ravens. Yeah, you know, I've I've uh, gone up for the occasional Ravens game. I grew up like a Maryland sports fan for uh, college, so I've done all yeah. the the Baltimore sports. Were you but, alive uh, when they won the NCAA championship? Or are we too young? Yeah, I was like five years old. Yeah, God, I'm so old. Francis I remember that. And, I think I was in college. Yeah. Well, what happened with me was I was going to Alabama around the same time. Yeah. You know, that kind of became my team. And that was around the same time that Maryland left the ACC. And I just lost so much respect for a basketball school leaving the ACC. Sure. That I just kind of, you know, I, I'll root for him, I guess. But I just kind of lost my, my love good. and respect for uh, the Turks. I hear you. But, so Cohen's back. What happened? You had to take a dump? You had to take a dump, Cohen? No, I had to go use the restroom. I figured yeah. Harrison had a lot of time to tell his origin story of Baltimore and 
So I figured that was a good time to go um, drain the old dragon. Well, that was a long draining. You sure you weren't taking a number two? Oh, no, I'm 100% sure. I had to figure out a way to, like, make no sound while leaving the, the podcast studio, you know, like. Yeah, I didn't even know you were gone. See, I, um, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sneaky snake around here. What did you think when uh, Harrison just threw your, your Falcons under the bus? He said, the atmosphere is lame at a game. It is. Quote, in, the new, in, in, in the new Mercedes-Benz Superdome, it is lame. At the I old haven't Georgia been to Dome, the new dome. The, the Georgia Dome was lit. Like, if you've ever been to okay. a good game, like, I, I went to Tony Gonzalez's last game as a Falcon. You know what? And that game it was seems incredible. Like the, it seems like the place is so nice that it's just, like, fun to be there. So, like, how can you get, like, upset if they win or lose? Because you're just, like... This is just a, a spectacle. Like I'm at because, this really because currently you're at the the nicest stadium in the world because it's the yeah. best. What about the Viking Stadium? That place looks pretty nice too. It does. It does. Um. So yeah. So as far as Zach Britton goes, I'm not a big fan of this move by the Yankees. I'm not scared of it. This is Zach Britton 2018. This is not Zach Britton 2016. Relief pitchers blow their arms out. He hasn't been the same since he well, you know, didn't play a whole season. I don't think people understand that you just don't go back to being lights out when you have an arm injury. Relief pitchers don't last long. Not to mention, they already have like three closers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it helps. I mean, maybe if he's just going there to get a lefty out. But if you think he's going to close games or you think he's going to pitch like two solid innings in the middle of a game. Like, I think that's highly unlikely and unrealistic. He's not Zach Britton from 2016. Um, other than that, um, Matt and was traded from the Rays to the Diamondbacks. We were looking over his stats before yeah. we got on the podcast. He's a pretty, he's, I think his average is around 410. Like, um, not 4 and 10, but the percentage is 410. He's like 19 and 23 his career, his four years with the Tampa Bay Rays. So not really okay. a big move. But the Yanks, um, while we were doing this podcast, the Yankees, your New York Yankees, have traded for Toronto Blue Jays starter J.A. Happ, who's been having an incredible oh year God. so far. The Yankees, it, it's He's so, so old, though. He's so old, though. It's so amazing that the Yankees... Like, the only teams are they're getting players. I mean, I, I like that the A's got Familia, and I want to root for them because they're, they, have a great, they have a great fan base, even though it's small. Awesome story, too, this year. But yeah. the Yankees and the Red Sox, you know, it's just, like a, it's just like a race of, like, who can we get more? Who can we get more? I mean, A.J. Happ will really – is it A.J. or J.A.? J.A. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's going to help the Yankees. He's a great – you know, he's a lefty. It's it's great for that park because lefties do better there. Um, I mean, the, it's just like the rich are getting richer. Are we moving towards an NBA type MLB where there's starting to be super teams? Um, there always has been in baseball. Like I always felt like the the Yankees have bought their their dynasty. They they and the thing is, when you talk about like teams, you're like, well, look at all these homegrown players. Well, yeah, they can keep their players. Certain cities can't keep their players. Well, here's the like, thing. Like, on paper, you can have super teams in baseball, and I agree, it's always been that way. 
But yeah. baseball in general is such a crapshoot of a sport. Because that there's, there's 162 no... games in a season. The, st- the statistics always level out for every team. That Baseball is not built to be a super team league. Like, Yeah, but... The, look at the Dodgers put... every year. The Dodgers are hands down, even more so than the Yankees, the league's top payroll, and get a first-round bounce every year almost. Like, oh, they, they, Yeah, but Cohen, the, the teams that are the most money, for the most part, are in the playoffs. You know, and they have a chance. The Dodgers lost to an incredible team last year and an incredible World Series in the last game. There hasn't and been an incredible World Series in 10 years, my boy. Dude, that last year's World Series, those fucking games went back and forth. Are you crazy? I forget what game was. It was like game four or game five in Houston. It was like 13 to 12. Yeah, the home runs you're back tell- and forth. Yeah, you're telling yeah. me that wasn't that was a, a good game. game. It was a good game, yes. You have some shitty takes, bro. Okay, Maddie. Whatever. Michael Rappaport, you are not. Even though he, actually you are because he has a lot of shitty takes too. Okay. <laughs> well, I will say Michael Rappaport. Yo, Cohen, let me takes. tell you something, Cohen. Let me tell you something, you fuck. You ginger fuck. Listen. That's a pretty good impression, actually. What, I will fly to fucking Atlanta. My mother will beat the shit out of your mother, okay? And then I'm going to bitch slap you. Come on, little bitch. That's Michael Rappaport. And have, just you, like, have, you, have you ever heard his podcast before, Maddie? Yeah, it's just dumb. It's just rap. He plays rap low, and he goes, fuck you, you fucking Portnoy. You fucking <laughs> face Boston. It's hilarious. You're not from Boston, homie. That's how I'm people from New York City. That's how people from the fucking city talk. Yeah, right. He's a, he's a phony fraud. A phony he's what? Trying, he's just trying to be some tough guy, and he's not. He's a rich Jewish kid from the Upper West Side. He should talk like me. That's who he should talk like. Not just like, yo, Cohen, let me tell you something. I'll beat the fuck out of you and Harrison right now. I'll bitch slap you with one of Tanner's big fishes. Tanner does catch some big fish. Yeah. Does he really? He hasn't posted on social media about it at all. Did he catch <laughs> a all fish or something? Ha, 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 Yeah, if, if you're looking for a great fish um, Instagram account to follow... Like, literally, like, it's just fish and boats. Go look up and, T. And, Holly and girls. Fish, boats, and, and slutty girls. Well, see, I, I'm not, I'm not going to disenfranchise someone by calling them a slut like you are, Maddie. That's fucked up. I'm not. I, I, I apologize. You're right. You're right. I apologize. Okay. Um, Lo- lovely ladies. He hangs out with very lovely ladies. Well, he probably hangs out with some bitches. But I'm not about to call him a slut like you are. Like, that's yo, just, Tanner, yo. You fucked up. Yo, I'll, I've never fished before, but let me tell you something. I'll go, I'll fish against you. I'll catch 20 more fish than you, motherfucker. And then my mom will beat the fuck out of your mom. Hey, I, I'll tell you fuck what. I'll, I'll give an ultimatum for this next podcast. If anyone that listens to this podcast has ever listened to Michael Rappaport, if, if I get someone that messages me and says, give Maddie Goldberg the Willie Hutch treatment, or the Wonder Bread bag treatment, or any other segment that Rappaport has, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll give it to him. Yo, you're going to get the Willie Hutch treatment, fuck. You fucking pasty fuck. You fuck! fuck! You, Johnny Manziel. Hey, Johnny Manziel, you're going to play in fucking Hamilton, motherfucker, the rest of your life. What do you, you mean, Meshhead Manziel? You bitch. He just got traded to Montreal. Hey, the Alouettes. Yep. Um, I got a new character on this. I'll do Michael Rappaport. Hey, I like it. It's good. It's a good little yeah. impression. Um, yeah. So our, 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 I have two more MLB notes. Uh, the, the second one is 
this is more of a fantasy note, I guess. If you have uh, Yoannis Cespedes or Gary Sanchez on your teams, they will effectively could come back for the last few weeks of the season or the playoffs, but effectively be out for the rest of the regular season. Cespedes is done. Cespedes is very done. He's had a yeah. nagging heel injury that the New York Mets have really fucked One up on. One of the on. worst contracts in the last 30 years. Yeah, it, it was like it was like Yasiel Puig's contract on steroids. That's how You know bad what it was? was? He's such a ripoff artist. He played hard for like two months, and he fooled the Mets. And then he had the worst World Series I've ever seen. Terrible playoffs. He got his contract. He got his big-time slugger contract. And he's just destroyed that team. You like, know what I is- think it is? I, I think that the reason that everyone thinks he's a good ball player is because he wears the neon yellow armband. Well, he's a good I th- ball I player. Think, I, I think it's healthy, like no one else does that. I think everyone else just loves that. Sure. Like, it's just like a, well, just like he, a, he's a different thing. He, he's a good ball player because when he's healthy – he plays good, but like last year when he played the A's and he was like talking about how great Bob Melvin is as a manager and how he wants to play for him again. It's like that's like going out with a girl and then telling her like, oh, my ex-girlfriend is so much better than you and I want to go out with her again. Like it's just it's just like you don't do that. It's just bad aura, bad. He just brings bad vibes to the team and, you know, the Mets – Yes, probably the reason they've fallen apart is their pitching is, you know, the guys that were supposed to be great fell apart. But the Mets are falling a, apart because they're the Mets. Man. Yeah, like a big. Yeah, but they made the World Series three years ago. A big hole in that lineup is Giannis Cespedes. that's supposed to put up 30, 280, 30, 100. You know, every year is like 248 home runs, 15, 20 RBIs, 40 games played. And you're just like the same old shit with him. All right. And then the same story of Cespedes is um, a re-aggravation of a groin injury from Gary Sanchez. Bad. Well, the thing about Gary Sanchez that scares me is the Yankees are so crazy. It's like, okay, we'll go get Buster Posey. And then before the trade deadline, they have like some stud. It's like if you're a team, you're like, well, at least we don't have to deal with Gary Sanchez. And then all of a sudden they get like Buster Posey or somebody like that. Well, Gary Sanchez has also just been terrible this year. He's hitting below 200, so that may even give yeah. him more, more incentive to pick up. I mean, I don't even know who's catching games for them right now, but well, I think else. Their, lineup, their lineup is so good. If you're a defensive, you that team can carry a, oh, a yeah. defensive catcher because their lineup is so good. Like the Red Sox don't That's really have a row. Yeah. The Red Sox don't have a big-time catcher that hits. So they're like, all right, let's stack our lineup and make sure we have a guy that can, can like, you know, do the staff. And you want to know what's st- a scary thought? Their first four hitters, three of them include Brett Gardner, Giancarlo Stanton, and Aaron Judge. Like if I'm like if I'm an opposing pitcher facing the Yankees, I'm I'm pissing myself. Of course, that's scary uh, as hell. I remember watching Sean Newcomb, who's one of your better pitchers. Young guy, just you could just see him like melting at Yankee Stadium. Oh yeah, like the moment was too big. Bofi will get better. He's got some good stuff. Our only our only pitcher this year, which Harrison can vouch for this, that's actually shown up in a big moment, was Mike Fultonevich, our lone All Star selection on the pitching staff. He showed up big in Boston for one game, but our starters crapped the bed the other two games, and then all our starters in the Yankee Yankee. Stadium crap the bed so and that's what you, that's when a you scary play, thought 
when you play against the Yankees and the Red Sox or the Astros and you're like an up-and-coming team, those, you, you Houston's not that. even that tough to play in. I, you well, can, you well, can you play me- in Houston you, before you play in Boston and New York. You, and you measure, yeah, you measure how good you are by playing the, the Red Sox and the Yankees on the road because that's the cream of the crop, the MLB. I know it's the most intimidating places to play. And I some totally guys fucking, some guys, you know, come up big and other guys just die. Like fucking Sean Newcomb played, pitched both in Boston and the Yankee Stadium and I don't think he lasted three innings in either game. Yeah, I mean, the Braves, as much as I love them, those series did kind of indicate, like, hey, this team's not there yet. Like, they may not be a World Series contender yet. I mean, they're building that down the road, but the Red Sox and the Yankees, they're just on a different level right now. They're like, yeah. what, like 75 and 30 and they're or getting something more, And it's crazy because they're, they're getting more players. I mean, yeah. it's like getting J.A. Happ is like a big addition. And they're getting Glaber Torres off the DL, which could be huge. I mean, he's been a, a yeah. sensation as a rookie. And the Miguel Andihar guy they got over at third base has been really good, he's too. Good. So, I mean, it's not even just that top-heavy. Like, they've just been good, man. I hate the Yankees more than anybody, but they're, they're a good team this year. Do you not hate the Red Sox more than the Yankees? I, I don't like either. I definitely hate the Yankees more. I mean, uh, it, the, the thing the about the Red Sox. historical beef with the Yankees. I, I mean, I grew up being a Red Sox fan, but I can understand people hating the Red Sox more because the Red Sox like to play this game that the Yankees are the, the big evil monster and the Red Sox are like these little peasants, and it's bullshit. Yeah. The Red Sox spent just as much money – they buy just as many players. It's just an arms race between the two of them. They're they're one and the same. Don't get fooled that. And I and this is coming from a Red Sox fan. Don't like eat the Kool Aid that like you're this like small market team and the Yankees are the big bad evil empire. You're both pretty evil empires. Who, let's say Maddie, that you were a Braves fan. Who are you more scared to play? The Yankees or the Red Sox? Doesn't matter. They're both like on the same level. Like they're 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 so even. It doesn't really matter to be honest. I think um, the Red Sox have a little more chemistry. Like they have this kind of magic that they can come back in games, and they have more of like a good camaraderie. You feel like the Yankees just totally seem like hired guns. As a, as a Braves fan this year, I am just slightly, ever so slightly by a body here, more scared than the Boston Red Sox, just strictly because of what you said, like chemistry. Boston is a little bit harder of a place to play the Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Um, and plus, like, the Braves have taken a few games from the Yankees this year so far, so I'm a little bit scared to play in, in Boston. Well, you guys got to make the playoffs first. I mean – According to you, Gabe Kapler is the worst manager in baseball, but the Philadelphia Phillies are in first place. I mean, everybody said he was going to be fired in a week. Give he the should, man he some have fucking been. credit. He should have gotten fired that first week. I, I, I was about to say, that was a bad first week. It. He made up for so, it. Uh, yeah, but he made, look what he's doing. The man gets no respect, and you know what I was – I think I, he's earned that respect I was now. listening to another sports podcast. Oh, he's got none for me. And they were like – this is amazing that like Gabe Kapler's getting booed on opening day in Philadelphia. Well, there was another manager who used to get booed in Philadelphia, and I think now he's a Hall of Fame manager by the name of Tito Francona. Two World Series uh, championships, 
three World Series appearances, always has the Red Sox going the right way, has the Indians going the right way, got booed out of town. Good for Gabe Kapler for not fucking melting, and he's doing a great job. So, Maddie, you're from New York, correct? Yes, correct. What part of New York, the city or the country? I grew up two hours north of New York City in a town called Woodstock, New York. Oh, oh, where Woodstock was. I think Woodstock, there's a Woodstock, Georgia. There is. It's pretty um, close to here. Yeah, Woodstock, New York, and uh, what else can I say? It's about four hours from Boston. My dad's from Boston, so I'm like Harrison, where my dad was just obsessed with the Red Sox, uh, obsessed with the Celtics, Bruins. Not really a Patriots guy. So, but you, were, so you were a Celtics fan more so than a Knicks fan? Yeah. So let's say that you, know, you were a Knicks fan. Would you have booed Chris Tapp's Porzingis? Why would I boo him? Because most of the fans on opening I, night did. I don't boo anybody because I don't boo anybody. I don't burn jerseys. I'm not like you. Like you today put some dumb shit on Facebook. Like, you dumb Falcon fans talking shit about Julio Jones. It's like, who gives a fuck? Relax, dude. Those uh, of us, like, those of us who care about the NFL, I'll yeah, I'll you, go on the record. I will boo Kent Bazemore's ass until he's on oh, the first plane out dude, of Atlanta. I there, hate that guy. There are a hundred athletes I can name off the top of my head that I, that I would boo if I saw them in person. Do you like Do you like the GM of the Falcons? Me, Ted Dimitrov, whatever his name Thomas is. Thomas Dimitrov. Yeah. If you would have asked me this question four years ago, I would have told you, "Fuck no, get him out of town." But he's yeah. redeemed himself. He started as a janitor. I didn't realize that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I never started, knew that. Evan you know Gattis. that he started in the Cleveland Browns organization working under Belichick. Well, I know he worked as, for the Patriots as well. That, that. As a janitor. Wow. Yeah. So he's literally the Evan Gaddis of... Yeah, the Evan Gaddis of the NFL yeah. office. Evan Gaddis is so weird because I like athletes. Remember I said I like athletes that don't Athlete is a term like, used loosely when talking about Evan yeah, Gattis. But that's my point. Like if you look at <laughs> if you look if, if you look at Wayne Rooney, you guys giggle like little schoolgirls, by the way. Yo, yeah, fucking Cohen and Harrison, you guys giggle like schoolgirls. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you like schoolgirls. You know what I'm saying? My mom's gonna fuck your mom up. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna send this Michael Rappaport impression to him. Please do. It'll give us more publicity. Bro, he will roast the fuck out of you. Like, and of you course won't be he mad. Will. You won't be mad if I side with him, right? No, it's fine. Okay, good. I don't even think he hates the barstool guys. I just think he just oh, is yeah, like. I think he does. <laughs> look, look, it's good for publicity. It's it's like fun. It's like everybody wants like beef. You know, they want like back and forth. Fuck you, you fuck. No, fuck you, you fuck. Anyway, I had a good point. What were we talking about? Just um, now, you, oh yeah, athletes. Yeah, athletes that look like oh, you know people that watch the sport. So like Wayne Rooney to me is fascinating because if you looked at him, I would if you go, is this guy a soccer player or, or a soccer hooligan? I would say soccer hooligan in a second. If you ask me, like Evan Gaddis, baseball player or a guy who sits on the couch, guy who eats, is a construction worker and fucking yeah. watches NFL Sunday Ticket every Sunday. And drinks like Natty Light at the yeah, beach, one hundred percent, like a like a fat fuck, and like See, you know, I, I never said to, that. Yeah, but you, but he doesn't look like an athlete. He's one of those guys. that's like yeah, athlete or fan, definitely looks like a, a fat, you know, couch potato sports fan. He and Brian McCann look like they should be out in the bleachers, just each killing twelve beers each. Yeah, exactly. 
All right. We should, uh, if anybody listening, if you had tweet us or Instagram as an athlete, <laughs> the lo- our guy that's a pro player that looks like he should be John Daly. Yeah. John Daly is one. Uh, Bartolo Colon, Braves like, legend. Bartolo Colon. Yeah, he won. Now here's the thing about us. Bartolo Colon. Everybody's like he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He, he got busted for steroids. Why does he get a pass, and why doesn't like A Rod get a pass or Barry Bonds get a pass? Because A Rod's a like, bitch. Is that why? Because it is because Bartolo Bartolo Colon is like a funny guy, and he's kind of goofy and funny. Well, that's so totally what it is because his goofiness and his fatness is what makes him so lovable. I mean, this guy yeah. literally cheated on his wife and family, and people yeah, are just willing to forget it because he's fat and cute. You know, I mean, you know, I'm so old, guys. I go back to 1998. There was a him and Pedro Martinez when Bartolo was on the was on the Indians. He was a skinny. Oh yeah. He was a skinny hundred mile per hour flamethrower. Like him and Pedro would have these like one nothing epic games, and it was just like intense. And he was skinny and he threw hard and like you never imagine that he's still playing baseball now as this like big fat behemoth of a man he was you know he was like a flamethrower skinny guy gotta learn how to adapt yep learn how to well, throw about 35 years. variations of fastball you want to you want to jump in there cohen you're you're awfully quiet um no i actually had a good time listening to you guys spit back and forth harrison's a good a good guest on the podcast yeah, harrison, I think. harrison's great yeah thanks guys um so far he's better than tanner yeah, Tanner would Tanner would just jump in at weird times and just talk about Tanner, weird shit Tanner like his like, relationships and the way that he fucks girl. Like, dude, like, yeah, Tanner's like, I'll show my cock to anybody. Yeah, literally, just jumps in and says, "Oh, he has I'll pay that." No, me. literally, the last podcast, he, Tanner told dick? Maddie that he would pay a thousand bucks to jerk off on Facebook Messenger, and I was yeah. like, "Dude, like, why would you pay for that?" Like, he's like, "Dude, like, you can just jerk off anywhere." Harrison, is he packing? Uh, I'm not making a comment about that, but oh, you that's know, a yes. you know, that's in a yes. You know, the, you know the answer, dog. Well, I, I will say this: Tanner has a decent sized dick, but he shouldn't be showing it off. I should. He'll literally pull up a photo of it on his picture on his camera and be like, "Yo, check this out," and just like have no I'll idea show what you it a is. Picture of his it'll, it'll be like, "Yo, what's wrong with you, dog?" You know what it is? It's it's a game he plays. Am I gonna show you a fish or a dick? <laughs> <laughs> The, the ratio is definitely or a tender finished. or a tender match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we can move on in the, into the NBA. Um, there's not much oh, NBA no, move, I, news I, going Cohen, on. This you're, is, killing, you're, you're killing me with the NBA. Nah, fucking nah, this is a good stuff. one. Now that we have Harrison in the studio, we can ask him yeah. what he thinks about Vince Carter signing a one-year deal with the Hawks worth $2.4 million. Oh that is God. the veteran's minimum for this year. You're killing me. What is he going to say? Oh, they're going to win the championship. I've got some insight, Matty. First of okay. all, they're just trying to sell some tickets because they're tanking next year. I mean, first and foremost, that's just someone to put some asses in the bleachers. You know? Yeah. I mean, th- that and, like, Jeremy Lin, they're just trying to get, like, some likable guys because they know they're not going to be very good. But my thing, the reason I like the move is because we already have a bunch of minutes to fill at shooting guard. With We just yeah. drafted Kevin Horsher, Kevin mm-hmm. Maryland. And uh, we have Tyler Dorsey, who we drafted from Oregon last year. And then we have Carter. So I'm hoping this means that maybe they have someone lined up to take Kent Bazemore's contract off our hands. 
He's just walking garbage, and I can't watch him play dribble another why, basketball. Why is it the Hawks are pretty much the shit of the NBA? Like, what happened? Like, well, the NFL, they're, <laughs> they're so competitive. They built this beautiful stadium. You know, the Braves have turned it around with a brand-new beautiful stadium. Why is it the Hawks are, like, literally, if baseball, like, the Rays are the lowest team, like, the Hawks are just, like, a mess. Well, the Braves had to pay their dues and go through the rebuild yeah, they, process they to get good to again. Yeah, they get good again. And that's what the Hawks have to do because they were so mediocre. I mean, we haven't had a star player since Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins, man. Yeah. You know? And we've Paul all— Paul Millsap was a star for the wrong reasons, but yes, I and, agree. He's a and, great and player. He's not Dwight a Howard. And, like, when you bring in Dwight Howard, you're just, like— it's like putting a Band-Aid on things because he look he sounds good, he looks good, but he, God, is he an awful player. Like, he's just, he doesn't care. And you see, I can't even blame them for trying to bring in Dwight Howard because that's just how hard it's been for them to bring in talent and free agency. So, like, I don't blame them for saying, hey, we need to build through the draft. Me neither. We not, need to rebuild. Not one bit. They have to. I was so tired of seeing, like, 48-win Hawks teams that get eliminated in the first, second round of the playoffs. I just couldn't stand yeah. it anymore, you know? So they're fun teams to root for all year, and then they just break your heart. Sure, I mean they over they had a good coach that overachieved a few years back in the regular season, but they weren't really equipped to make a real run. In the playoffs. Well, that that's when I knew like we have to rebuild this team because like we won sixty games, like we were almost unbeatable in the regular season. Like we were great. We, there's what did the very, Warriors win? Seventy three games, something. You were you were thirteen wins off the best winning percentage of all time. But here's the thing: they had some of the best team chemistry I've ever seen, ever seen. They just did not have the talent, and they were never gonna have that talent. It was like all a bunch of guys who were like in their primes or at the end of their primes who played really well together, but like there was no room to get better. It was just never gonna happen with LeBron in the East. Like they was never gonna get past them. Yeah. So I, I'm glad. I'd rather there's only two teams I I enjoy rooting for. And those are contenders and teams that are young and fun, you know. And I want to be at least be one of those. I don't want to be somewhere in the middle of the pack just dying. Gotcha. Harrison, are the Utah Jazz contenders? I mean, the Jazz aren't contenders, but at least they have a young core that can get better. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, the sky's the limit. Like they're one of the few situations in the NBA, like the Celtics and the Sixers, like. They still have more opportunities to get good and improve. They're only like there are teams that can still improve, obviously, in the NBA, but like they're not on the level of being able to compete in like the Western Conference for a playoff. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I think this year the team chemistry will have gotten better. I think we'll probably be maybe in the same situation as last year in winning one or two playoff series. I don't think that we have any business competing with the Warriors for the finals. Gentlemen, I'm going to drain the lizard. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay, Maddie, we'll shoot in the around right. the wall. Okay, well, next when time, I come back, When I come. come back, though, what are we going to talk about? You'll you'll pick up on Cohen the Cohen will still stories. be talking about the Jazz. He's no more NBA. It's too hot. There's there's it's only a few there's only a few headlines, Maddie. Just take okay. what you get. I, I'm like the ugly lunch lady at your elementary school. Just sloppy shows. Take what you get I'll, and I'll like be, it. I'll be right back. I'm gonna pee and I'll be right back. But um, talking about the Utah Jazz, like I don't think we have any business competing with the Warriors for an NBA championship. But I feel like the situation isn't at hand to where we – that's impossible. 
I feel like we're in a better situation than any other NBA team in the fact that we have the great mix of old and young guys. Um, I'll, I'll just put it to you this way. The Jazz may not be – I think the Jazz are contenders in the fact that they could make the Western Conference Finals, but they're not contenders in the fact that they'll compete with the Golden State Warriors. So I'll put it to you this way. It's, it's a good time to be a Utah Jazz fan right now. Well, the thing about the Jazz is like – they project to be pretty good going forward, so they're probably not going to get like some crazy draft pick. Even though they've been one of the best teams to draft at this, like they got Gobert twenty seventh, Mitchell the end lottery at thirteen. So they they've done a great job drafting. They're not going to get like some top lottery pick probably, but like Don- Grayson, Grayson Allen at twenty one. But Donovan Mitchell has changed the culture there, and like that's how I feel about like Trey Young in Atlanta is like he's changed the culture, and that's like. When it comes to, like, free agency, the NBA, like, it's all a popularity contest now. So, like, that's what I like about Utah is, like, Donovan Mitchell is just different. Are we done with the NBA, Doc? Uh, No, what we're going to do is we're going to cache from the headline that Vince Carter signed with the Hawks to the fact that the Hawks have lowered concession prices. Yep. Oh, Um, my God. Harrison, can you pull up that picture of the prices, like, so now it, it will not be only one franchise in Atlanta that has cheap concessions. It will be two, the Falcons, or the three, I guess, the United, Hawks, and Falcons. Um, I'm just going to take you through a price list. Um, chips will be a dollar. Candy Whoa. will be $2. Pretzels um, and bottled water will be $3. Fries, uh, hot dogs, and nachos will be $3. And what about Coca-Cola? Pizza, bottomless popcorn, bottomless soda, Jesus will be four dollars. All right, we get the fucking point. And what else? Beer will be five dollars. Is this Jesus. a sign that the Atlanta Hawks are tanking for real? <laughs> yes, of course we get it. Jeez, Louise, Maddie, do you want me to take a flight to L.A. and hit you so hard in the chest that your shoulders touch? Yeah, that'd be awesome. I might. Well, no, I, I should Michael Rappaport back you. I'll beat the fuck out of you, you motherfucker. I'll fucking take the first plane to the land, motherfucker. Hey, I'll pay for your flight out here, motherfucker. I'll meet you at LAX. I'll bitch slap you the second you get off the plane. I'm going to come on the plane when it when it lands, and I'm going to just go on it. I'm going to bitch slap the fucking pilot. Then I'm going to make, I'm going to fuck the stewardess in the ass, and then I'm going to beat the shit out of you, motherfucker. Um, so one funny thing on that, on that post that I saw was a comment from someone who lived in L.A., where you live currently, and um, it was the Hawks lowering yeah. concession prices. He says, it's Reddit slash Evercoach, E-V-E-R coach, says, so living in L.A., it would almost be cheaper to fly to Atlanta than to go to a Lakers or Clippers game. That is true. I heard the Lakers' the price, the second LeBron came, it was like times 10. Every ticket, so and you Lakers know the Clippers really are getting bad. Kawhi Leonard, so that's going to be a hot ticket in town. Yeah, I mean, there's money here, and now LeBron, it's changed everything. Like the Lakers, you could actually go the last few years, you could get a ticket to go see the Lakers. Now you got to know somebody to know somebody. There's going to be A-list celebrities that are going to be like, I can't even get a Lakers ticket. Um, so speaking of the Lakers and growing old and being out of style, Lamar Odom has actually agreed to go play in China for a Good lifetime for supply of crack. Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, right? You got to survive. Like, 
when I was a kid, one of the great athletes from Atlanta, Georgia, was was Evander, the real deal, Holyfield. Yep. A little before your time. And he was boxing in, like, his 40s. He had a fucked up heart. And I'm like, why the fuck is he doing this? But then I realized, like, you do what you love to do. Like, if he's not boxing, he's not living. And it's like, if he dies in the ring, then he's going to go out in a blaze of glory because that's what he loves to do. So I'm sure Lamar Odom is like, the only thing I got going in my life is I can play basketball. And he could probably make some decent dough out there. You, you got to do it. Hey, Vince Carter still is doing it, so... Uh... And um, and actually to move on, um, yeah, I think I think Dwayne Wade is in talks with a team from China to actually make him the highest paid player in Chinese basketball history. I mean, it's not it's, confirmed whether or not he'll do it yet, but yeah. it's on the table and is publicly out there that that is an offer to him and that the ball is in his court. I mean, it's tempting, but it's also like you know, it's a culture, you know, like. You're moving to a whole new world. Like, you're moving to a whole new world where nobody really gets you. You know, you don't really speak the language. It's it's not going to – it's a tough transition. I met D-Wade. I played against him one-on-one. No, there's a, there's a very popular basketball of Maddie Goldberg and Dwayne Wade playing basketball on YouTube. If you have three free minutes, Google it, <coughs> search it up, right, you know what? and play look it. Up, it's hilarious. Look up, drunk, look up drunk billionaire attacks Dwayne Wade. <laughs> That has like seven million hits. <laughs> Maddie, you are a son of a bitch. You know that? <laughs> yeah. That was the prime of my life. I'll never do anything cooler. And I should have just died right after that happened. What about your book? You, you, you don't think your book is that cool? Well, I'm very modest. I've written two books, but I never really talk about them. I feel weird like bragging and shit. Like, Give me I can a 60-second like, plug for those books. Brain humor and no IQ are both on Amazon or hit me up. I'll send them to you. Venmo for, a really for good 10 price. bucks, right? Yeah, no IQ is 10 bucks. Venmo me. Uh, hit me up, DM me, and I'll autograph it. Something that you probably can't even read. I don't want my hand fucking Matty Goldberg autograph. Exactly. Um, but it's just good to have a book signed. It is, it is. Especially by the author. Because you yeah. can write your own fucking name in a book, but it doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Um, so moving on, um, Kevin Love has re-signed with the... Cleveland Cavaliers for four years, 120 mil. Does this scream anything to you besides mediocrity? Yeah, I mean, we're going to unfortunately see that Tyrone Lou is not a good coach. He's going to be exposed. Well, I mean, look. He's just good as LeBron's coach because LeBron needs someone that doesn't get in the way. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see a very bad 30-game win Cleveland Cavaliers. I like the playoffs. They'll win 40 probably one game. You're crazy. They are not going to make the playoffs. fucking insane in the head, dude. If they make the playoffs, they'll be like 500 or under 500. They're not going to be – they're not going to win 50 games – they're going to win like 40, 45 at most. Maddie, let's make a bet right third. now. You ready? Yeah. All right. So this time next year or a little bit three months from three months before a whole year from now, if the yep. Cleveland Cavaliers make the playoffs, you have to send me a beautiful, beautiful thing of like Omaha steaks or like, like something nice in the mail. I'll send you something really nice. But but if they don't, I'll send you something really nice. I'll buy you a Falcons jersey, a player of your choice. No, I want Omaha Steaks, quite honestly. I'll buy you a, dude, let me tell you something. Oh, man, I don't want to say anything because Omaha Steaks might be our sponsor. But I got a whole Omaha Steaks package, and 
I was just kind of disappointed with the lack of steaks in it. Are you serious? What, what was it? More like chicken and burgers and shit? Yeah, chicken fried steak, burgers. That's not bad though. That's dessert. not bad. It's any, any, anything that I can make that's not that hard to make is fine with me. There's like there was only like two steaks in the whole goddamn thing. I'm like, where the fuck are the steaks? Well, I, I know I was that, gonna get. I know that Omaha Steaks is a sponsor of a previous podcast that you've done podcasts yeah. for. And sure. I didn't even take that into consideration when I said that, but yeah, I don't want to knock that. But no, no, no. But I've never had Omaha steaks before. I wouldn't mind trying one. So the official bet is that you buy me a thirty-dollar package from Omaha Steaks if Gone. the Cleveland Cavaliers make the playoffs, and then I'll buy you something valued at the same type of thing of your choice whenever they if they don't make the playoffs. Done. And if the Cavs make the playoffs, I'll buy myself a thing at Omaha Steaks because that means that the Hawks get their draft pick. It's oh, that is protected. true. Yeah, because you guys have to protect it. So uh, right. I, hope, I hope the Cavs are just good enough to suck and like not make the playoffs, but like aren't in the top ten picks. Please, yeah. no more basketball. There's one. There's one more um, note that is pretty funny, actually. Um, if you guys didn't notice, I think um, in in Portland, I think it's ninety five point seven. The fan, CJ McCollum, has a weekly show. Oh yeah, they got in a fight. Him and Kevin Durant. Um, what was funny? I actually am on Kevin Durant's side in this in this one. Whenever CJ yeah. McCollum said, "Yo, bro, we weren't too far out of it last year. We were the third seed." Whenever the playoffs time come around, and then yeah. Kevin Durant replied to his tweet and said, "Yeah, but y'all played like an eight seed." <laughs> and if you don't remember, Portland got beat by the New Orleans Pelicans minus Demarcus I clearly Cousins remember, in, in the playoffs. I, I clearly remember it. So what are what are your thoughts on that whole beef? And I know CJ and Kevin Durant have both responded back multiple times. Listen, Someone said all, snakes in the grass. Someone said the word bitch. Like, what is your it's, what is Maddie Goldberg's take? It's like it's summertime. They're bored. It's it's the new world of social media. Like social media has changed everything. I mean, it used to every once in a while a guy would say something to the press, but they would know not to. Now it's like you're sitting home. Somebody insults you. And then you go on Twitter and it just gets it just starts getting crazy and snowballs. And that's the new time we live in. Uh, I got to kind of side on Kevin Durant just because it is what he is. He's a great player. Yes, he went to the best team. Who cares? Me. You know, who really it, it's over. We get it. You went to the best team. Like oh. just let it be and and CJ McCollum, you got a lot of work to do. Worry about yourself. Like, don't worry about Kevin Durant. If Kevin Durant wanted to come to the Trailblazers, you'd take him in a second. Well, let me ask y'all a question real quick. Yeah. What, what do you think Kevin Durant's, like, boiling point was where he decided to pull, like, a full Anakin Skywalker and just, you know what, you know what, I'm just going to be a dick to the media now. Like, I know I've always been, like, this nice guy, but now I'm just going to be an asshole to everybody. Like, who is he, like, trying to prove something to at this point? Well, know? I mean, you get defensive. Like, you got to understand, these guys are great players, but they're also human. So, like, all he ever hears is that he, he sold his team out, that he went to the best team, that his championships are tainted because his team is so talented. Everything you just, just said is true. That's fine, but when you hear that all the time, you get defensive. Yeah, like, I've just never hey, seen a player just, like, go to the dark side and just, like, turn on listen, the media. And I'm not, you know, I know the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, I've never seen Star Wars, so I'm not oh my God. So I'm not quite sure of the comparison. Today, Apparently, Anakin Skywalker had turned over to the dark side on, or something okay, is what you're saying. Guys, so I don't know, but 
Spoiler. I, th- I think I think that the media needs more guys like Kevin Durant to be dicks to them so they can calm down with their questions and their stupid this, Listen, this, dude, and that, and all that. On, it, on Instagram, I got this today. You guys have been making factually incorrect points. Please clean it up. Thank you. So I Thanks, go to the guy. Snopes. I'm like, I go to the dude. I'm like, what I started was the conver- point about? Well, I started a conversation with him, and he's like, you know, this year's were the best movies. This, that, and then this what point. What year did he say? What year did he say? He said 1994. What were some movies during that one? Yeah, but listen. Okay. The thing is, I'm like, dude, like, what's your deal, bro? And he's like, oh, I like the show. It's really good. You know, he's a fan, but people like that. No, nobody wants to tell you, like, you're doing good. They want to be negative. You know, and then he was getting on me <laughs> because I said Revis was a borderline Hall of Famer. And he's like, he's one of the, you know, he's, he's well, you first are wrong. Ballot, uh, he, he is first ballot Hall of Fame. And I, and I am wrong, but it's like in the heat of the moment, you, you, you say takes that are not, you know, that might be wrong. Just like you said, Kevin Pillar was the same player as Manny Machado, which is I didn't nuts. say same. I said very close, but yes, I, I get You're your nuts. point. You're nuts. So the point is, Harrison, like, what do you think? Do you show. think Manny Machado and Kevin Pillar are comparable players? No. Absolutely not. Let's not get into it because. Yeah, no, but listen, but. the thing is this, is that. People are negative, and Kevin Durant. It's not like when he wins the championship, nobody goes, "Oh, Kevin Durant's a great player." All they say is, "Kevin Durant's this." Kevin Durant's a bitch. Kevin Durant, you know, went, you know, kind of like Kevin Durant's a bitch. Yeah, no, me too. You can put me but, on the record. The so I hope it, he asks me. Gonna, but you're not. We are the media in a sense now because the media is everybody. The media just used to be sports writers, and now the media is us because we have a podcast. The media is everybody on Twitter that's like saying shit about Kevin Durant. So like if you if you feel that, you're of course you're gonna be defensive and you're gonna go a little nuts because ninety percent of the stuff towards Kevin Durant is like negative and it's like, you know, character assassination in a sense. Am I saying it was like the best move to go to the best team? No. It would have been nice for him to like either stay in Oklahoma City, finish the job, or go to a team and be the leader. And try to win a championship, maybe like in Boston or something or somewhere else. But he went to the best team, and that's it. There's nothing we can do about it. All right, Maddie, we get it. That's enough basketball. Let's move on, can we? Well, yeah, but tell do you mind, Hey, Maddie, do you mind if we move on from basketball right quick? Fuck yeah. Well, I, know, I, I know that you're talking so much about basketball, but do you care if we Let, move on? Let's take a, let's take a two-week uh, break from the NBA. No. NBA is year Absolutely round, not. Maddie. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm making a segment every week for the NBA. Fuck. All right, um, we'll move on in, in, into some NFL before I ask you a few questions about your personal life. The, the, yeah. it's, it's been an extremely slow week in the NFL, so this is this, this should be a two-minute segment. Um, Trent Richardson signed with the um, professional Birmingham, Alabama football team. We don't know their name. They're not big enough. Um, we didn't even Google it. We're lazy as fuck. But Trent God, Richardson is, is out of the NFL, and he's with a de- lower league pro team. You know what's like amazing? It's almost like an 80s metal band, which is before your time. They used to play arenas, and then they're like playing the county fair. Yeah. And Trent Richardson is, has lived that life in the matter of like six years, where he was like third draft pick overall, you know, Heisman Trophy winner, you know, killed it for Alabama. Everybody thought he was going to be a major star. And he's kind of like hit the you know the minor leagues life rock bottom. 
Um, I'm, I don't think it's rock bottom necessarily. I, I know guys that go to work in factories and construction every week that would be glad to True. Have, have a pro football contract of any sort, whether it's 200 bucks a week or 2 million bucks a week. Yeah. Um, but yes, I do agree with what you're saying is, um, it's been a roller coaster of a ride for him. I felt like maybe in Indianapolis, he could have found, um, a foothold because of how many touches he would probably get, but it just never happened. Yeah, he was just he was just not I in feel shape. Bad for and him. He, he was not in shape and he wasn't hitting the holes and he just you could just see like something was weird. Like he had no XL like he just didn't like it was just odd. Yeah, he had very bad vision. Uh I don't know how Nick Saban must have like made it like running the football for dummies from Alabama, but like the I th- second, I think the, you're 100% correct. the second he got to the NFL, he just cannot make the reads. And I know he was, but playing also for the Browns the, if the you Colts, don't work hard but... enough, you just, if you don't work hard enough, it, yeah, it catches up. I, I don't know Trent personally, but you know, that could be the case as well. Um, so NFL network, um, has a history of being reprimanded and sued for sexual yep. harassment and sexual misconduct. And they're being sued again. From a former hairstylist on set, I don't. Yeah, I, I know about this. I'm gonna omit her name because it's weird to out people like that. Sure. But um, she's being. There was another host that is a new host. I'll give you a clue. He's very new. Um, he's being sued for a quote unquote not keeping his hands to himself. And you have his name or no? Would you like me to say it? Or would you like me to omit? Yeah. It? No, you say. I mean, it's probably in the news, so what does it matter? Eric Davis. Yeah, that's old. This is old news, dog. No, this is the second time. being. This is like a new story. Okay, but he was accused of that before, just so you know. Well, everyone, Michael Irvin, everyone on NFL's NFL Network. I I got to go to the NFL Network. There's a lady who, unfortunately, she just got laid off. But I don't know if you saw the pictures, but me and the, the DS boys... Yep. We went to the NFL Network. We got to meet Willie McGinnis and Michael Irvin, and it was a really cool experience. And um, and, I don't and, know, I mean, and hey, Maddie, before you go on, let me just say that I said Michael Irvin's name. I said um, Eric Davis's name, just because I say that there is an allegation that, that there was a crime is there really an does, allegation does, does, against does, Michael Irvin? Yes, there is. Just because I said that there is an allegation That's, does not mean that it is true. Yeah. I am not reporting or judging whether or not it's true. I'm reporting the allegation itself. That's a bummer because I like I I thought Michael Irvin was really funny and he was just I think a cool he is guy. As well. I I like Michael Irvin. I want to not believe it, but I'm saying there was an yeah. accusation posted. Sure, it's just a bummer because like, you know, they have they they have good insights. Like Heath Evans was good. Marshall Falk was great. And it's just sad to see all these guys. It's just like, I mean, if they did something bad, like you know, obviously the the crime has to, the punishment has to fit the crime, but. It's just like one day half their rosters like wiped out. Um, moving on, um, Jim Kelly. This is a feel-good story of the week. Jim Kelly is now cancer-free again. Congratulations, again, for the Jim Kelly. Third time it feels like. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah. it's the second time, but it feels like the eighth. He's gonna um, be fighting the rest of his life. He, like it's he, gonna. Is he is he the NFL's toughest player ever? He took some shots. I mean, I, I, I'm he old was enough beat to, up in Buffalo. I'll tell you that. Yeah, much. I'm old enough to watch all his games. I watched his four Super Bowls. He was he was a tough guy. He's definitely he faced the most guys, but he was a he was a gamer. Like he was a fucking gamer. 
But and his, has, his, his wife has now said that he is free. He's in remission again from cancer, That's which awesome. is good, God which is awesome. I, Jim Kelly's a tough guy. I love him. Good quarterback. Maybe great. Um, but I, I just think that he, have... he knows how, how much bigger this is than the game. And I feel yeah. like he's treated his family right during this by being private. I feel like Jim Kelly's just a stand-up guy. I have a I have a weird USFL fetish. It was a football league from like '83 to '85, and he was on the Houston Gamblers, and he was just a fucking gunslinger. He, he would have games like 500 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, just happy for him. That's Me all too. I can say. Me too. I've seen all the 30 for 30s about Buffalo, and I've seen all the. Oh, woe is me, Buffalo Bills suck, and I, I, I love it for him. You got it. Um, so our last um, NFL note, which we're not going to spend a lot of time on it because it's kind of crude, but um, Jimmy Garoppolo, it's, it's hardly a rumor anymore. I've seen plenty of stuff out here about it. Um, he's yeah. in a relationship with porn star Kiara. Yeah. Maddie, are you serious? No. No. No, Jessica, can I get back to you? Sorry. So my sister's bothering me. Did you hear a word I just said or do you need to Yeah, yeah, I, I follow this. I mean it's, I'm in LA, so I know all about it. They they've been seen at like Beverly Hills and all this shit and I mean I, it's Apparently odd. they've been fucking like bad like I have heard some rumors. Yeah, Jimmy G is a quarterback in the NFL. When he was on the Patriots, Tom Brady is a gorgeous man. And people are like, it's crazy that Tom Brady is the best. Tom Brady mouth kisses his son. That's the but only listen. thing I need to hear about Tom Brady. All right, all right. But listen, they're like, Tom Brady is the second best looking quarterback on the Patriots. Like, there's a guy better looking at him. And it ain't fucking Hoyer, that little bald fuck. <laughs> so when Garoppolo was there, he was a better looking man than Tom Brady. And you're just like, dude, you can get any girl you want. Like it's just odd to like. What is it about? Like you're in the you're in the public eye. Vincent like maybe Chase this sport starts. Maybe you just like you you respect her. Or you like you know it's a job and you're cool with it. And maybe she's got a great personality. But everywhere you go, everybody's gonna be talking about it. Like, hey Jimmy, how's that porn star? Hey Jimmy, did you watch your video? Like it's just a little weird. It's a little odd because he can get any girl he wants. That is true. Yeah, what I really I mean, like about Jimmy G is, like, he's, like, this good-looking dude who just, like, elevated a team seemingly over the overnight. I mean, I think the 49ers are going to be a lot better next year. He said nut. But, Freudian flip. But uh, I just feel like he's, like, a pretty humble guy, too, at the end of the day. Yeah. You know? uh, and that's, I like that. Saying, this, this is going to be – everybody's going to be talking about it. Like, everybody. Like, the national media really can't be, like, you know, CBS – Bill Cower can't be like, you know, Jimmy G might not play well because he was busting a nut and a, and a porn star well, last you know, night. Well, you know, mainstream TV actually can't report on the fact that she's a porn star because of um, the people that own the news stations don't want us to even acknowledge the fact that there is porn. Yeah. Adult film Of course. Actress. Yeah. So it's going to be like the bar stool. The other people yeah. are going to be talking about it. And, of course, it's going to be a big story. Um, so... Yeah, that's a big story, but I guess we're about done with yeah. all our sports news. I How have a few questions to ask it. Maddie, Maddie, don't interrupt right, me, shoot. okay, my boy? Yeah, like, shoot. I'll have you swimming with the fishes. Okay. So, 
you told me last night, hey, we got to record the podcast a little bit early because I have a date. I have a date tonight. All right. Is it with Get a porn back star? On what is her first no. name? Don't give me your last name. I'm, What's her I'm, first name? I'm not giving the first name. What does it start with? I'm not even saying that. It, a gentleman never tells. If it goes well, I will give her a first name. Okay. I met her. Okay, good deal, good deal. I like I that. I met her years ago. We did a sketch together, and we had, like, a really nice conversation. So through this breakup, there's, like, a couple girls that, like, you know, I felt like I maybe we could have had a connection or something years ago, but nothing really happened or came about it. So now I'm like, fuck. What's going on there, Maddie? Maddie, so right, got a is that a dog got, in, like, the lawnmower? <laughs> like, yeah, the guy, guy is gardening, and it's just the worst timing because the guy's gardening right here. All right, we're going to wrap up. Just tell us, where are you going on this date? This girl is a mutual friend of yours she from chose. years back. You guys, you guys have done comedy shows together. Can you hear me? Two. Yes, I can. All right, she chose Korean barbecue, which I've never, I've never had it before. But I worry about that as a date because, like, usually girls that are into you, they, like, want to eat, like, salads and shit. Like, they don't want to act like, look at me eat, like, a fucking... That's a good sign for you because she's willing to go out there and eat a bunch of fucking food and really, like, get to know you like that, you know? Yeah, well, she feels really comfortable around me. Like, we've, we've always had a few nice conversations way back in the day. And, you know, I forgot about her. And I was like, oh, my God, I should hit that girl up and see we what she's up to. We won't tell her you said that. And I'm like, hey, where the hell have you been? And she's like, oh, my God, Maddie. I'm like, we got to catch up. So I'm like, let's go out. And she's did like, you, okay. Did, did you say it was a date or no? That's the thing. I'm thinking oh, it's a date. Oh, Maddie. You got you to gotta make this clear whenever you ask. Look, here's the thing, though. I just need to get out there. A conversation right now for me is a victory. The last Tinder date I went on. The girl just picked up a fucking burrito and ate a fucking burrito and then split. So if she's just like, hey, I have a boyfriend or or like this or that, I think she would tell me before. But if she does, I'll just have a nice conversation and I'll just start talking about my ex and how much that sucks. Well, don't do that. Um, what I do want to tell you is if you're going Korean barbecue, if it's the all you can eat. Um, yeah. Load up on bulgogi. Bulgogi is pretty good. It's the uh, Korean just like thin cut skirt beef. There's yeah. a Korean barbecue place near me that I love that um, me and Jeremy Kuhn frequent. Uh, me and him yeah. eat an ungodly amount of food there. Like we get I, money's I'm worth. Sure, I, on Monday, I'll be sure, or Tuesday, you'll get all the wrap up on it. Like you'll get the full scoop. Well, even, if it's, even if it's you just calling me tonight and telling me really how it went. In private, and I'm not going to out your details, and let's do that. Yeah. No, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I'm always open book, so I'll be uh, honest. I got to get out there. I know the ex is dating, so, like, I should date, too. I don't want to sit and just – my nights have been basically, like, put myself on as much chocolate edibles as I can and zonk myself out so I don't think about, zonk you know – Zonk yourself sand. out. I, I, I like that way of putting it. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing. So it's like – it's good to get out. I don't know what's going to happen. I would imagine it's a date. Uh, if it's not, it's not. But, you know, I, I would assume, like, I'm going to pay and everything. So it is what it is. Well, all right, my man. Um, I just want to tell you good luck on that date tonight. 
it's been we're wrapping up right at an hour and a half, so uh, we're gonna go ahead and cut it. Um, and, you and can follow us. Job, Harrison. Har- yeah, hey, yeah, Harrison. Thank you for coming on yeah, with us. We love you. I'd love to come back. I love you guys too. And Cohen, will you? Can you do me a favor? What's like, what's that? Say now, I'm gonna be nice to him during the league. I'm not gonna start shit to start shit. Um, I will start shit during the fantasy league. If you've ever seen the FX show, the league, that's exactly how we act. That's how I will continue to act because that's what makes the fantasy football league great. Maddie, our listeners can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TDDPod, the Daily Degenerate Podcast. Um, We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We are on Pocket Casts. We're on Anchor.fm. We are everywhere. And I want to say a shout-out to Jonathan Hoft, one of our biggest listeners and fans who tweeted something really cool. And thank you, John. You're going to be a part of the team. And I hope I got his last name right. And at Maddie Goldberg1 on Twitter, at Maddie Goldberg on Instagram. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you for all the great comments you've gotten. So my last shout-out is going to be to my man John Mason who uh, lives in New Orleans. Me and Harrison met him at school at Bama. He's a Saints fan. It's FTS, fuck the Saints, every day of my entire life. But any Saints fans that want to follow us and get in on the action, I will talk shit to you. I am very easy to invoke a reaction out of, I promise. No shit. I've seen Saints versus Falcons in Atlanta. It's a shit show. Um... Other than that, shout out to all our listeners. Um, we love you. Please engage with us on the Twitter and Instagrams. Our uh, social media correspondents, Tanner and Jeremy, will of course get back to you probably overzealously. Really, like we're, we're a very giving social media outlet. Um, you I can follow you, you can follow me on Instagram at Cohen. Is it underscore or dash? I always forget. Let me let me pull it out. This is my last thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Cohen underscore Hughes. Let me let me confirm that right now. But I'm on Instagram. I'm Cohen Hughes on Facebook. Um, I don't have a Twitter account because Twitter is full of toxic individuals. I'm not really into Twitter like that. But Instagram, um, it is Cohen underscore Hughes confirmed. Give me a follow. I post all kinds of stuff. Uh, Facebook is where I talk about sports a bunch. Oh if, you, my God. if you'd really like to get into sports discussions, get on Facebook. This has been the fourth ever episode of the Daily Degenerate Podcast with myself, Cohen Hughes, the Michael Rappaport of Atlanta, and Matty Goldberg, whoever he is, the Michael Jordan or whatever he said of L.A., Please like, subscribe, comment, whatever you want to do. Reach out to us. We love you. This has been the end of the fourth episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Good night, everybody. Good job, buddy.